to a mass podcast so today it's we're traveling around the world we're on the opposite side of the world which is awesome plus i love that accent so i love my guest gonna be oh, i'm just i want to be happy i want to make you talk a lot today oh, oh, oh dear oh dear <laughs> yes, I know. i'm sorry i love the accent okay it couldn't help myself so today I have somebody uh, that I had the pleasure to meet for a few minutes and I wanted him on my podcast, so interested about him. He's a coach, facilitator, and author, and uh, he moved to New Zealand and uh, I want to know more about it. So welcome to the, my podcast show, Michael Nielsen, which you're a founder, owner, we're a life and business coach, mental fitness for business owners, leaders, and teams, keynote speakers, and creating freedom and work-life balance. Oh my goodness, this is going to be super exciting for me to talk about. Hi, how are you doing? Hi there, Emma. I am good. And, and how are you? Sound very positive and upbeat. How are you today? Oh, me, I'm already excited today. I, this is my <laughs> second podcast of the day, and I'm like, you know, life's getting, day is getting better and better. But I am so excited to have you on my podcast. I know it sounds like a little kid, but okay, you need to tell me the story. How did you? Because you're from Europe originally. Correct. Move. You took the leap of faith. That's a big one to move to New Zealand. Can you share a little bit why and how? Oh, you, you, that's a long story. You said you wanted me to talk a lot. I will keep it short-ish. <laughs> um, let's not do the whole story up until what made it happen. Okay. Um, but because that's another that that's a long story. Um, but the shorter version is um, I, I had a tough time as a, as, as a child. I, I, was, um, I was not a lo- uh, uh, an only child, but I was grown up as an only child because uh, my parents had not planned to have another child. And then I popped in. So my sister, younger sister, is 16 years older than me, and the other one is 18 years older. So I basically grew up without my sisters around me, so uh, as a sole child. Um, and I don't know where, where it came from, but there was a shyness about me. There was a withdrawnness about me. And then physically, I wasn't particularly strong, and intellectually, I wasn't that good at school either, so... I had a hell of a time at school. I got bullied at school a lot, and it was not a happy childhood. My parents were, I loved my parents. There was nothing I couldn't put my finger on. Um, there was nothing they were doing wrong, or they weren't abusing me in any shape or form. So that was my, that was my life. And, of course, you get into teenage, and, um, and then it, all these things were girls and puberty and all that stuff, and, and that didn't go well for me either. Um, but a long story short, I, yeah. I did get into work that I really en- enjoyed. I was a banker first because I was really good at math. It was the only thing a school I could do. Um, and then I fell in love with computers um, and spent 10 years in the computer industry. Um, but in, in this journey, 
um, when I was 27, uh, a colleague of mine could see that I was struggling with myself mm-hmm. and sent me off to a personal growth course for a weekend. And I just said, okay, where do I sign? I didn't question anything. Um, so there must have been something about me that was open to that. And that weekend was in English and I'm Danish. So I understood some of it, but definitely not all of it. And it was weird language they were using. So it sort of went over my head most of it. It was very uncomfortable because I had to speak in front of other people. And I don't do that. You know, that I have become an accomplished keynote speaker. It boggles Mm -hmm. my mind. Um, But back in those days, it was a very scary weekend. And as soon as it was over, I ran home and said that was a waste of money and that was a waste of time. And it was really uncomfortable. And then on Monday morning, three colleagues came up to me and said, what happened to you? Nothing. I said, no, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tuesday morning, the same thing happened. Uh, and by lunchtime Tuesday, there was something that clicked in my brain. Mm-hmm. And it was just this bloody hell. My life has just been turned upside down or 360 degree around. I'm still going the same way. I'm still seeing everything else but I am a different person. So that was my first uh, transformation in my life that happened out of the blue and I didn't have a clue what happened. So that set me on a path of a passion for personal growth, which I've maintained ever since and which has got me into coaching for the last 29 years. Um, So that was, and then with that came some confidence within that. And then I managed, did manage to, to get a girlfriend and, and we did manage to get married even. And then we got divorced yeah. six months oh. later. Oh, <laughs> sorry. The last, the last <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was all happy. You're like, yes. No, you were all happy for me. Yeah, but but, but, but here's the deal, Emma. Like be really happy for me that it did end because that's why I'm here today. Okay. Uh, so. Good. It's good. Eh? So when she when she walked out to another guy, there was like, okay, it's time for a change here. Like some, mm-hmm. something have got to change. What do I do yep. next? And I decided to buy a one way ticket to Africa, and quit a great oh, wow. job. I got some extra bonus and 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 stuff. So I had a I had money in the uh, money in the bank that I saved up, and I, I looked at the map and said, I want to go away for at least two years. And I want to go to cultures that are completely different to mine because I want to learn more about life and other people. And I want to learn more about myself. It was kind of a personal growth venture for me. You know, and I looked I'm, at the map I'm, I'm and a, when you're in, Den- okay. when you, when you're Denmark, just, Africa is the nearest, you know, so one know. way ticket to Africa. But that's insane. You know, somebody will that's say, me- well, I can, I can move to, I don't know, friends to Italy. You went, look at the map and said, okay, I'm going to go. You know, everybody will say, maybe I'm going to go to a different city in the same country where I live. You went and like, I'm going to go Africa. Sounds good. Okay. That to me is like for somebody is introverted who, oh my God, it's like, that's a huge leap of faith. I'm like, wow, this is huge. It was a, yeah, it was a leap of faith and it was insane. Um, <laughs> but that seems to be me. I'm a bit of a, an, 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 an adventurer, I think at heart, even mm-hmm. though I'm shy and all that, I, I really sort of step out. I was the first person in our family that left our little home 
town and moved to a bigger town 30 kilometers away. It was a big move. And then I was also the first one leaving to the capital of Denmark to Copenhagen and lived there for, for, for 10 years. And I was the first one to leave the country. And exactly. So it wasn't in the fa- I didn't no. get it from my family. It came somewhere else. It it's somewhere within me. I don't, I don't know. That's so interesting. So so you went to Africa. Went to Africa. Started in Egypt with a small backpack. Okay. The smallest backpack you could get as a not a day pack, yeah. but as a backpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not much stuff with me. Um, and then I basically started traveling ac- across Africa, uh, North Africa, West Africa, Central Africa, East Africa, South Africa. So I ended up, I was going to be there, I thought a year Africa, a year Asia, and a year South America. But I ended up spending nearly two years in Africa and, and went through 30 countries. Wow. And on, uh, mostly on my own. Uh, and that was an incredible confidence booster and incredible experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, the African people is just ah, some amazing, amazing people. Um, and about a year into the travel, I ended up in, in Uganda. Um, at the YMCA and, and met up with a, uh, a guy I had actually met earlier. This is a completely different story in of itself. I met this amazing French-Canadian uh, guy in Algeria yeah. six months earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had a few days together and we really connected. And, and you know, when you're out traveling, you always ask for people's addresses and that and, yep. and details. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in those days, there was no mobile phone. So you didn't ask nope. for mobile phone numbers or email addresses. <laughs> there was no email addresses either. Nope. <laughs> and, uh, and everybody is happy to, to give their details. And yep. this guy said, no, nah, I'm not giving you my address. Oh. You know, if we are meant to meet again, we'll meet again. I mean, what is the chance to meet a guy again that you met in Algeria that is from Canada? It's like zero. Yes. And he was going back to Canada and I was going further into yeah. Africa. Six months later, I walk into the YMCA in Kampala in Uganda <laughs> and he's sitting there on the steps on the way in. That's awesome. He had That's no awesome. idea that I was going to be there. I had no yep. idea he was going to be there. It was totally awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was, wow, I was so excited because I really, I really connected with that guy and and I said, oh, well, happy to hang out. And he said, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm meeting two New Zealand girls. We're like for, for dinner, but you're welcome to join us. Yeah, he, he said, okay. it's only one condition. The blonde is mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, okay. whatever. Yeah, um, exactly. Whatever. I, I want to hang out with you. And if yes. I have to have another two New Zealand girls and they come, that's okay. But yeah. it, I'm really not interested. I want to hang out with you. And, um, and that was it. So the non-blonde is now my wife. <laughs> so, Sorry, honey. So we the were the leftovers. You're a wife now. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. <laughs> so we were, Kathy was a leftover and I was a leftover. So the leftover then, and, and the funny story is that the two others just didn't manage to get on at all. So oh, we traveled together hilarious. for three weeks. The four of us traveled as a team for, for three weeks around. Wow. We had some incredible experiences mm-hmm. and played lots of cards. And, um, and, but Kathy and I, just we just connected and we just yep. had, a, had an, amazing, an amazing time and, and said bye-bye and you know, maybe see you again. And back in those days, it's mail, you know, snail yep. mail forward and that. And, <laughs> 
And we managed to six months later to meet up again in in Nepal. Oh my God! And, and we traveled awesome. together for five weeks in Nepal and in into India and up to Darjeeling, and that was a shit of a time. Like we just did not connect. That was just Uh-oh. like, what on earth is happening here? And we were happy to, yep, bye bye. I never see you again. Yep, yeah. No, and off we went. But for some reason, we still kept writing letters to each other. Oh. And then when I left and finally decided to come back home um, after nearly two and a half years on the road, uh, I got the biggest culture shock of my life when I came back to Denmark. Going to Africa was a bit of a culture shock for sure, mm-hmm. but coming back was the biggest ever. I just couldn't cope. I got like people were upset if the train was two minutes late. Mm-hmm. Like in Africa, if the bus is two hours late, nobody gets upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. now I, my mind was like, you have got to be kidding. <laughs> what are you stressing about? <laughs> and so I just got my bicycle out of storage and I just started biking around Europe. You know, And then I got a letter from Kathy saying, well, I'm going to be, by the way, I'm going to be in London in a couple of weeks. If you by chance happen to be around, <laughs> come and see me. <laughs> like it couldn't be more vague than that could it exactly so so here um, I'm, i was in holland at the time i think so from holland to london bike n- mm-hmm. not a big deal so i biked over there and showed up at the airport and there she was and our connection we had two weeks together in london and that was our third date mm-hmm. and and that was just like back in uganda like there was this oh. com- complete again connection and, and and we had a fabulous time and then i went to scotland to take one more thing off on my bucket list for traveling mm-hmm. be a barman that was a disaster but i did it um, and she went to paris to do yeah. what she came to do as, a, as an au pair uh, looking after a little boy there for oh, nine, okay. mu- nine months pair. i think okay yeah. yep um yeah so uh after a month I, I gave up on that bar job and I said, I'm coming to, I'm coming to Paris. And she said, okay, she had a tiny apartment, like, yeah. you know, box. tiny, it, 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 yeah, beyond tiny, like Parisian yeah. uh, apartments. Yeah. Oh, for um, people, it's like New York, it's a version of New York, but even a little smaller than New York apartment. Let's, make, <laughs> let's put it here so people understand. Because yeah, so 27 very... square meters. Yep. I think it was. So. Yep. <laughs> Um, and we moved in there. I moved in there, and after a couple of days, it was like, well, let's start this relationship. So we make this a relationship. And and I said, uh, yeah, that's okay. There's only one condition. And, and when you don't say that to a woman that way, so she kind of looked at me, you know, what 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 condition? And I said, well, I've been through a number of relationships and all the breakups, and it's all the same, and it's all too painful. I'm not doing it again. So if you want to be with me, you are with me forever. There's no way out. Wow. And she looked at me and said, oh, fuck that, walked out. <laughs> and then a couple of days later, she said, okay, deal. So, <laughs> so we made the deal at it because I knew that shit was going to hit the fan as it always does yeah. somewhere along the way. And yeah. I wasn't going to quit again. I said, we, like, we, we need to learn to deal with this rather than giving up. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're still together. 
Uh, we don't have that condition any longer. We we revoke that after 15 years, and now oh, well, we're yeah, together I because suppose. we want to be together. Exactly. But, <laughs> but it really it it really set the scene that allowed mm-hmm. us to go through the tough times that we've been through and and be able to to grow a relationship for 30 years. Every single year is getting better um, because we we committed we committed to that. And, and then after a little while, after she finished her job, she got homesick and wanted to go to New Zealand. I'd never been to New Zealand. So I thought, well, I'll come along and see what that looks like. And I like been it. here ever since. Exactly. So <laughs> that was the medium length story of mm-hmm. how I got here. That's, that's amazing. So when you moved, uh, were you already a coach? Were you already practicing uh, when you were in Europe? before you moved or what were you doing when you were in Paris? Um, no, so I wasn't coaching. Um, in Paris, I was just chilling out. Mm-hmm. Just still had my bike and I ended up living in a, in a big mansion uh, a couple of hours bike ride out of Paris uh, for some of the time doing some renovation for somebody. And then I would bike in and see Kathy in the weekends. So she'll hitchhike out to where I was, mm-hmm. and it was a 90 kilometers, not a big deal. Um, and then for the rest of the time, I was just hanging out, really enjoying the French um, croissants food and, and the cheese, croissant. the food, yeah, the croissant, le pain au chocolat, and the, the wine. And uh, like, we had a we had a lot, mm-hmm. uh, we had a lot of wine and a, and, and, <laughs> and a lot of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of good times and cognac uh, and your <laughs> oh god and your, oh yeah yeah, yeah you, and Jay, you the food is it. good cannot complain <laughs> about the food <laughs> and, okay. and the drinks food new girlfriend i mean hey what what is that was right. living high good life ah, absolutely so why work i didn't have time for exactly. that exactly no i'm just having fun doing renovations so yeah, why not yeah, she could work yes no she worked that was good earn a bit okay. of money that's good <laughs> so, so, so no, I wasn't. So when I came back to New, we come back to New Zealand, and I've been here for three weeks, and then my dad died. Oh. Um, and so I hopped on a plane back to see mum, and and I stayed back for for a little, for a few more weeks, just sort of connecting mm-hmm. up with friends again, yep. and and when supporting family, and before that, I got into firewalking. So I, I did a firewalking course with a guy that I really admired. And that was the second major transformation in my life was standing in front of those wet blowing coals and shaking with fear mm-hmm. uh, and the heat and that, and then getting yeah. that to that place of being able to walk on those coals with your bare feet. Mm-hmm. That was a total transformation for me. And that was another level of confidence coming into my life that you can be afraid mm-hmm. and you can still do what needs doing. And yep. it was a really powerful experience of that. So I connected up with him again, and we had some intense time together. And he took me through some material because I had been assisting in several firewalks with him. Mm-hmm. So he knew me quite well. And um, he took me to a, a, a training while I was there. And then he certified me as a firewalking coach. Wow. So when I came back to New Zealand, I said, oh, what am I going to do now? I'm not going back to computers. I'm not going back no. to the corporate. I've thrown out all my suits and ties. I'm not no. doing that any longer. What am I doing with my life? And mm-hmm. 
then, well, I've just been certified as a firewalking instructor, so why not teach firewalking? Mm-hmm. And then I started shaking again, because one thing is doing firewalking, one thing is coaching and teaching it to others. That's yeah. doubly scary. But I did that. My wife helped me setting that up, found a couple of people to assist and, and had a group of people uh, that I took to my first firewalk in New Zealand. And that was an incredible experience, uh, scary as hell, um, but incredible experience. And that was my first time of facilitating growth for others directly and being paid for it. Mm-hmm. So I did a few more firewalks and then I quickly realized that I ain't going to make a living out of that. And, mm-hmm. and I'd come to that point where I had to start making a living because my savings were pretty much used up with three years mm-hmm. of traveling. Um, <clears throat> so I had to find something else. And then we got offered a, a job, an unpaid job, I have to say. Um, but we got pocket money and we got free food and accommodation. And that was uh, one year caretaking at a meditation center the biggest, oldest meditation center in New Zealand nice. uh, with amazing overseas teachers coming all the time. So we just mm-hmm. could sit in on any meditation classes we want for, we wanted for free. Um, so that was part of my introduction to meditation. I got fascinated by that. And then I started teaching meditation nice. and creating my own meditation sort, sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, and then I wanted to, I always wanted to learn to sing. Because I play the guitar and I sing along, but never in front of any, because I got laughed at. I tried as a teenager around the campfire singing, and that was, I did that once, and that was the end of that. Never, ever sing in front of people again. Um, because as it turned out, I really couldn't sing. I thought I could. To me, it sounded fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I know. No. My and, and my wife would testify to that. Ah, I, yep. I really couldn't sing. So um, I became a singing coach. I spent the next 10 years teaching people to sing. Wow. So, you know, as I say, if you want to learn something, teach it to others. Yeah. I did do a, a one-month training first, though. Yes. With an amazing teacher. <laughs> and I, I, still, I still couldn't sing after that, but I knew a lot about singing and I knew yeah. a lot about technique. And my singing mm-hmm. definitely had, my voice had improved. And it was around also healing with the voice um and uh, using the sound and and for personal growth was what, what it was really about so i started traveling the country and and the world uh doing sound workshops voice workshops singing workshops and um uh, also i started training uh, choir, uh, choirs and i managed to take a, a choir to a couple of national championships uh, winning and they have never been in the top three ever and, and uh, so I had a skill set there to help others, even though I wasn't a professional singer myself. Um, I had something that, that allowed for other people to, uh, to do that. I wrote a book about it. I got a national TV. I got a national radio and all the major newspapers. And it was all high flying. And we had three young kids and I was never home. Um, so I started burning out and I mm-hmm. started getting depressed. Yep. And I got so depressed that my wife said that, um, sort your shit out or leave. Oh, wow. Because the, I don't want our kids to go through this and, yep. and, and, and have you around with this. It's not working for me. It's not working for the kids. Yep. So I did. I used all the tools I had learned um, 
I didn't go to the doctors because I knew what was going to happen. If I went there, I said, I'm going to fix this. Um, and I did. I took it to, to that level of depth of exploration where uh, one day the depression just walked out of my life. It just disappeared overnight and, and has been gone ever since. Good. So I know that it is possible when we have some deep core things in, in, in our life that are really getting in our way. Yes. Um, whether it's depression or anxiety or mm -hmm. anger, whatever it is, that it is actually possible to yep. shift it if you're willing to do the work. And exactly. I was, will, I was willing to do it because you I was willing to do the work. And, yes. and that. Um, and it was mainly for you, even though your wife gave you the ultimatum. It was for you, because I think people it, need it, to understand this first. And let me know if I'm mm -hmm. wrong. You do it for yourself. It's not for somebody else's. It's for you first. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and thank you for mentioning that. It, it's really. It, it's really true so I did it for me mm -hmm. um, and yeah when you look after yourself you are better equipped to look after others yeah. so yeah. A, a, as a coach if I can't coach myself and if I can't be coached then I shouldn't be a coach so you know I, I have had coaches all the way along I still have coaches today Thank you for that years. too, because a coach needs a coach as well. And I think a lot of people Absolutely. don't realize that we all need coaches. Even if we're coaches, we all need coaches. I have a coach too, so mm. I don't have a problem yeah. to say that. <laughs> mm. Yes, fantastic, fantastic. Well, Someone, yeah. I did a, did a training a few years ago, and the guy who was running that, he said this, and I'll never forget it. He said, never hire a coach that doesn't have a coach. Because obviously... They don't believe in coaching. Yes, and we all need so, a coach. Yeah, and not only this, but you always need somebody else as a soundboard. You need someone. And yeah. I, I firmly believe in there. Uh, I'm helping coaches as well. And I have somebody who's a coach who's helping me too. I think everybody needs a coach. It's not because you get the title of coaches, then you should not have a coach. It's To mm. me, it's nonsense. And people I talk yeah. to are the same way. They do all have coaches. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that there is within us, not just because Tony Robbins says so, but, you know, there is within us this need to grow and evolve. Yes, um, we do. He calls it growth. He said, we have one of your six human needs. He talks about is a need to grow. Mm -hmm. and, and it's been really clear to me that when I'm not growing, I get frustrated. I get yes. irritated. Mm -hmm. I get short tempered. It, it's like. And, and I've experienced that many times. I sort of, I get complacent and things are fine. Life is good. Business is good. Marriage is good. And, and, and then I'm not working on myself. And then a little while down the track, it, 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 like I get this kind of kick up the ass and wake up, you know, uh -huh. you, you, haven't, you, you haven't improved anything for the last few months. What <laughs> the hell are you doing? Then it's like, okay, oh, sorry. Yep. And, and, and then I'll go and read a book or go to yeah. a course or, mm -hmm or talk to somebody or get a coach and, and that. So absolutely. And, and also, you know, if, if we're looking at, at, at business and sports coaches, like just because somebody is becoming a world champion in sport, they don't fire the coach. No, no. Like they keep the, the they keep the coach well, or get a better coach. coach or, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Because, because even though you're at the top of your game, 
to stay at the top of the game, you will you need, need a coach. coach. Because if you, if you don't, you're going to automatically yes. you know, go back down again if you're working up at that level. And business people know that. You know, really yes. successful business people have mentors and coaches Absolutely. all the time. Yes. Well, I'm not only this, but you need somebody else's to challenge you and that doesn't uh, drink your Kool-Aid. So somebody who will put you accountable too. That's the one. It's the accountability. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, because I'm not terribly good at being accountable to myself. <laughs> and and I'm a good procrastinator. I've okay. mastered a few things in life and procrastination is one of those I've mastered. Not proudly, but you know. I love this. So, I love this. But the thing is, I, I, I know. Yeah. So if there's something that I that is really important to me, mm-hmm. then I will find other people to be accountable to. Mm-hmm. So being in, 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 in support groups, for example, with one or two or yeah. three other people and meeting regularly. I'm in one of those, I'm in two of those at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you tell them what it is you want to achieve this week or this month. Yep. And then when you meet up again, they will ask you. Mm-hmm. And and is that accountability? And and that's what I'm finding as a coach. Almost 50% of my coaching and the value of the coaching is the accountability. Yes. People know I'm gonna ask them. Yeah. You no, know, did you do what you said you're gonna do? Yeah. And they better have done it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be in trouble. Uh-oh. It's gonna be trouble. You know? But you know what? And this that's is... why they hire pay a coach. In reality, yes. that's what the other if they could do it themselves, then why would they hire a coach? But you need somebody to challenge you and open there is some stuff, uh, not only you know, put you accountable. But there is some stuff you don't see, and somebody because has a fresh mind and see the bird's eye view, the overall pictures. Because we're so much into the, the boots on the ground that we don't sometimes see the overall picture. So it's nice to have somebody who has the overall picture and said, "Okay, you were supposed to do this. Do you think about this?" And open the the, the mind because we can narrow it down and say, "So focus on one thing. We're forgetting the rest." So I think it's nice to have somebody. Uh, a coach to be able to really break that those you know glass ceilings and walls and just said okay not only you're doing this but think about the rest and expand it helps to expand creativity doesn't come like that it's because you go and observe nature it's because you go do something or you see somebody else's arts or building then you look at okay the architect will look at somebody else's building and see some stuff they can just get inspired from it so it's the same with approach i believe it is unless i'm wrong but that's how i see it that's how you see it and, and i happen to agree with you on that on, on that my one, goodness so. we got a great time here <laughs> <laughs> you're agreeing with me Just, awesome but no hey, hey, hey i know it's like super it's like happy monday for you and me steve my afternoon uh, sunday here i'm like yeah we're having a good time but it is true it's and i think it brings you know people are going to be listening to us and it's going to bring perspective to people to understand what a coach is because sometimes you think oh well that's somebody who pay pay money and whatever no we care about um the 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 clients and their businesses but it's to put them accountable and help them to go to the next level. That's the deal. We cannot do the job for, for them. We can, like there's an old say here, you can bring the horses to the water, but you may, cannot make it drink. Mm. Same I, thing here. 
We can bring yeah. it to the water, give them all, all of the tools they need, but they need to do the work. It's not us doing the work, it's them. We're here to yeah. encourage them to don't buy on their, you know, BS and mm -hmm. just put them accountable, staying authentic, true to ourselves, and just show them what options they have. At the end of the day, it's them who decide. Absolutely. And, and you know, I will, I will say that to my clients early on, you know, like if you want to be healthy, Mm -hmm. I can't eat healthy food for you. Yeah. No, you got to eat it. Or if you want to be good at golf, I can't play golf for you. Like yeah. you have got to, so you, you're the one doing the, I'm not here to do the work nope. and I'm, I'm, I'm way too lazy for that, but I will ask, but I will ask <laughs> you the right questions. Yes. And I'll ask the question that makes you use. So you used yeah. that picture before of, of the, I used the, the analogy of the blinkers. Mm -hmm. Like with the back in the days with the horses, yep. is that yep. human beings we actually walk around with these blinkers as well, mm -hmm. and and depending on how narrow in they are, that determines how much of life we see and experience and how many opportunities we see. So for a person that I'm coaching to for them to start seeing more of the opportunities in front of them, um, if I can help them open those blinkers up so they start seeing more of what is available to them then they choose. I'm not here to choose. And I have people coming to me and say, well, I, 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 I think I should get, get divorced or I think I should sell my business. What, 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 what do you think? And I go, I have no idea. I'm the one, I, I'm not living with your wife or I'm not running your business. How do I know? You know, get a business coach if you want somebody to tell you what to do with your business. But what I'm here to do with you, I'm here to empower you to make that decision yourself. I'm not here to take your power away by telling you what to do with your life. It's absolutely none of my business. Um, but I'm happy to empower you to get into that place where you decide. But not only do you decide whether you want to get divorced or not. Once you make a decision, you will not regret it. Mm -hmm. Like you will do whatever it takes to walk out of that business or out of that marriage with your head high. Yeah. And knowing that you're doing the right thing mm -hmm. for everyone. Exactly. And, and I will help you get to that place. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I can't do that this week because it's not going to happen yeah. in a week. Yeah. It, it, it's going to take a little while for us yeah. to get to that place. Uh, and if you could have done it yourself this week, you wouldn't be here talking to me. Exactly. Um, so we get on the same page in that. And then when that understanding is really clear to the client, then I will take them down that path of, mm -hmm. of, of discovering you know, what is it that is holding you back from mm -hmm. making decisions? What is it that, what is it within you yep. that, that needs to, to grow? What is it that you need to improve on? What are the qualities you need to grow within yourself? What are the strengths within your being that you need to to ramp up a little bit and what are those things within you that tends to sabotage uh, things mm -hmm. and sabotage growth you know but what are the patterns you've seen in your life so far because when i start asking people those questions you can kind of see some light bulb starts coming on because yep. they suddenly realize that those things that are sabotaging the situation they're in mm -hmm. right now was yep. the same thing that sabotaged something 10 years ago, 20 exactly. years ago, yeah. 30 years ago. It's like, and they kind of go, ah, oh, 
I've had that problem my whole life. Exactly. Whether it's whether it's anxiety or worry or getting angry or arrogant or whatever their thing is that that gets in the way for them. Yep. And then I can start making some significant uh, shifts and transformation in in their life because once we start shifting those core things that have been with them almost kind of from birth or very, very early mm-hmm. on in childhood that are very, very difficult to get to. Mm-hmm. Once we start getting, a, a, a client gets a really sense of what is it, um, we don't need to go into therapy about it. I, I yeah. certainly don't. Mm-hmm. But it's just like now, now you know, you have a greater awareness of why you keep experiencing this same shit and over exactly. and over again. Until so now it resolved. So let's resolve that, mm-hmm. um, not by removing it, because I don't know how to do that. I, I don't have a scalpel I can open their brain and go in and cut that wiring mm-hmm. and, and take that problem out. I can't do that, um, nor do I know anybody else who can. So we can't remove things that, like patterns that are set, wired into our brain. We can't delete them. But what we can do, we can become aware of them. And when we become acutely aware of them, when they activate, mm-hmm. we can catch ourselves exactly. and say, uh-oh, yes. no, I'm yep. not going down that path again because <laughs> it always leads to pain. Exactly. So I'm mm-hmm. going to take a deep breath and yep. then I'm going to consciously command myself to not go down that path. And then we set up alternative paths they can go down. Mm-hmm. And then I help them go down and then they can choose which of those paths they want to take instead of in this moment. Exactly. And then they take yeah, that right. path and they have an entirely different life experience, whether it's business, whether it's mm-hmm. marriage. I mean, I've worked with business owners primarily and business leaders, but every single client I work with, uh, even though they do have big challenges at work that we work on, often their biggest challenge is not at work. It's yeah, in their marriage, home. it's in their parenting, it's in their health, yeah. it's, in, it's in not having time to see friends, it's not having time to go surfing because that's what they want to do, but they've given up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's getting some balance back in, in, in into their lives while still being able to successfully run a business and lead a team at the at the same time and that's true and it's true because if you're looking at leadership leadership starts with us so even though you know uh, i do know other uh leadership coach they you know when they start a transformation within the business it does affect in a positive way home it always starts because the transformation is within us it's not Oh, I'm going to be a better leader at work. At work only. That's not true because you're changing your behavior. Absolutely, that is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 again, that's why I said I don't set myself up as a business coach. Uh, mm-hmm. I set myself up more as a life and business coach because mm-hmm. I have enough understanding of business. I've run my own businesses for nearly thirty years, and I've been in the corporate world, mm-hmm. um, so I have enough understanding that many of the business challenges that they are facing, I can help them with that. Um, and it's auto, it, you cannot separate neither one of them. I'm sorry to say that. You can try only yeah. focus on business, but 
there is always the ripple effects that it's always going to impact your personal life. So you cannot go one without the others. You Absolutely. Can... It always comes back to you. It always yeah. comes back to you, which is mm -hmm. why, again, when I start with a client, it's like, this is about you. Yes. And yes, we will deal with some specific things. If you have this problem at, at work with your team, here are some suggestions or here are some, some, some things you can work on. So I will definitely do that. But I'm vastly more interested in, in creating those shifts and transformations within them. Because yeah. exactly as I say, um, those shifts live within them. And then wherever they go, those shifts comes with them. Exactly. So then it, it impacts at, at home yeah. um, and so on. And it's the same the other way around. If they really improve their relationship at home with their partner or with their children, it at the same time make them better at work. Exactly. So it, it's not, and, and it's people big. will come with this like work-life balance. I, I do use that term. I have to admit that because it's, it's sort of an acceptable of term and people want it. But <laughs> if I get to sit down and talk with people about it and say, throw it out the window. You don't yes. want work-life balance. Like no. it, it, it is a shitty kind of, why divide life up into work and life? It's all life. I and part of that life I'm working and part of the life I'm fishing and part of the life I'm I'm I, with with my friends. Like I, so it's all life. I think it came from corporate trying to sell it to people. That was it. Because I heard it, decided to use it here uh 10 years ago. But for me it was a big BS coming from corporate. We're trying to balance your life in your work, which in fact, no, you don't. I still work 70 hours a week and that doesn't change, even though I can work from home, but I still work. So for me, I think it came more from uh, the corporate world to try to sell it to um, employees or new recruits. That's what it's all about, but they never fail, follow through because there were possibility to work from home, but there's some never allowed it for whatever reason. So for me, when I, yeah, I know I saw it on yours, uh, but it always makes me smile when I'm hearing it, I hear about it, because that's what the younger generation are, you know, oh, yes, I want a work-life balance. And I'm smiling, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, if somebody's selling it to you, you're corporate, don't believe them. They don't. <laughs> Majority, they don't. So that's why. So for me, it's finding a balance within ourselves. It should be yes. more what it should be than work-life balance. You yes. have to find your own balance. Um, yeah. For me, it's within yourself. Yeah. I grew up in a space where you had, you, you had at a young age, now they don't allow it uh, over there in Europe, to have underage kids working. So we were working at a younger age. We learned what was working, the ethic, everything. So I am pretty much a machine who loves to, I'm like conditioned to work hard all the time. But I have learned for the past few years, because I've worked so hard so many years, you know, that's me, who I am. I learned, I'm learning to reprogram myself actually to, okay, let's have a little bit of fun here. Let's take a break or let's have a real weekend where I don't have to work or I'm not doing anything on my computer. But it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's how to uh, juggle all of this, but it comes from us first. And, you know, like you said, it depends how you've been, you grow up, you've been trained, quote unquote, and it's new. So you have to learn to unplug. 
Mm. Now I have actually I have more fun because I did a, a couple of days ago I went and did a four wheelers. I went we went we I had a four wheelers and I had fun going into trails and having fun with it. It's like I was laughing. I'm like I wish as a kid I had to that, but not where I was. <laughs> Europe didn't have four wheelers, so I'm not like a kid. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing. I had a blast. Seriously, like a kid. But again, it's taking the time to have fun. So yeah. We have to and make time. Absolutely. And, and and why not have fun at work as well? Exactly. Why not be that person that, that is enjoying life, that is enjoying yes. themselves, that is happy yeah. within your own skin? And then mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether you're at work or on, on, on the beach. Uh, mm-hmm. I, like if we have to work because we have to earn an income, then we do that. But we do it as much as we can with a smile on our face. Um, and, and I really love what you said about balance. It's like, it's not about balance between work and life. Yes. It's balance within ourselves. Yes. It is finding that inner balance, that inner equanimity, that inner place of, of inner stillness and calm. And then we can be extremely active on the outside. We can yes. work endless hours because we, we like what we are doing. Like you're doing what you're doing and, and enjoying that. And I love what I do. Exactly. No, and and then within that, that balance within yourself then comes with you, mm-hmm. no matter where you go. Yes. And and for me, that's an that, that that's a more important. And again, that's why the the personal coaching for me is really, uh, really my focus. And and the reason I've chosen to work particularly with business owners is because, um they are typically in, in that place where there is overwhelm, like because they will go into business mm-hmm. really excited about plumbing if they are plumbers or IT mm-hmm. if they are IT or accounting if it's accounting. And they're really good at it. And because they're really good at it, they think they can start their own business mm-hmm. because they're good at plumbing or whatever it yeah. is that they're yeah. doing. And then after a while, they realize that just being good at plumbing or accounting is not going to make them yeah. a good business owner no. at all. It's a completely different ball game to do plumbing for somebody yeah. else Thank than it is to yeah. do it when you're running your, because now you're going to do all the finances. You're going to yes. look after staff. You're yes. going to look after, like you're going to do all of that. And yeah. suddenly the wife and the kids at home are looking and say, who is that mm-hmm. guy coming in the door? Exactly. Well, that's yes. dad. Oh, it's oh, dad. Yeah. Or mum, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Like, and and yeah. it's like, ha. Huh. Mm-hmm. And 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 working. I I really want to support those because I I admire people running their own businesses because they that is a bloodline of most mm-hmm. countries. It's, it's a small businesses that are really, um, like like creating that mm-hmm. culture and, and, and that country and providing the services and, and local products and, and, and so on. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. they don't have a big board of directors to keep nope. them on track and nope. shareholders that are telling them mm-hmm. what to do. Like they have to figure it out themselves. I don't think uh, I would and, love, you know, to be honest with you, I don't think I would love a board of director to tell me how to run my company actually, because I've seen no, it too I, much. 
<laughs> I've seen it too much in big corporate that they're only yes. looking at their interest and the money, but nothing else. And to me, it's what ruining it to me, some of them. And I'm like, I have no interest. Yeah. No, don't tell me. I became my own business owner because I don't want somebody to tell me what to do. Yes, exactly. And and that's a big part of why people go into business. It's like, yes. okay, <clears throat> I'm sick of working for the boss and, yep. and I don't want to be told what to do because I'm actually yep. better at the job than he is or she is. Exactly. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll, I'll go and do it myself. And then they end up in this place where they're doing a great job and they're serving the, the community mm-hmm. that, that, that they're in. And then they end up burning out in, in, in yep. whatever shape or form. Yep. or getting stroppy and upsetting people and, yep. and, and so on. And, and that's where I come in. So I come in helping them with that, with their mental fitness. Yeah. No, because it's uh, physical fitness. Everybody knows that and everybody knows what to do to be physically fit. And then they can but choose whether they want to be physically fit or not. But mental fitness um, is, is, for me, more important. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't have, like, if you want to be really super physically fit, you have to be mentally fit to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, like, if you want to be really successful at pretty much anything in life, mm-hmm. you won't get there if you don't have mental fitness, yeah, which, is, which is the ability to deal with conflicts, deal with, with, with challenging situations, mm-hmm. and the ability to take actions on the uncomfortable stuff yes because it's easy for you and i sitting here having this conversation because it's comfortable we love what we're doing Mm -hmm. but when you get off this you got all practical things and you're going to upload this and you're going to do that and you're going to like this all that and i got my things i have to Mm -hmm. do in my business and i don't and i'm not excited about that stuff i will do it but i'm Mm -hmm. certainly not excited about it but (laughs) if i can't do the stuff that i'm not Mm -hmm. excited about i won't have a business and, mm-hmm. and then I won't be eating. <laughs> so it's like the, the, the mental fitness yeah, is, is what get us to do that, which needs to be done mm-hmm. without um, making a fuss out of it, without going, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Or, Why yeah. is this? Like, without getting angry about it, frustrated about it, but just, okay, I got to do the dishes. I don't like doing the dishes but I'm going to do the dishes with a smile on my face because they exactly. have to be done anyway. So why not smiling? So that's a, that's a mental yeah. fitness that comes yeah. into that. So it, it's creating mental fitness is creating the success you want in your life and be happy yeah. in the process. Mm-hmm. So we can create success, which a lot of people are doing, but they're not happy. They are not fulfilled. They are on the treadmill mm-hmm. and they're burning themselves out and they are yeah. staggeringly successful. That's awesome. But if you're mentally fit, yep. you won't do that. Yep. You will still work hard. You will still create the success, but you will create the happiness and the fulfillment that comes with that. And then we're back to the word balance again. Yes, and self-care. Let's add one more. Self-care. Yeah. That's what is essential. So- That's what you're here for. It's for the self-care of the business owners because burned out business owners that's not good. And you're so depleted, forget it. So, but if you have somebody that can help you to balance all of this and take care of yourself first, like we said, you know, mm. uh, as a college owner, he was using this one, and I like this one, actually, if you're on a plane and you want to help people, then you need to put the oxygen mask first on. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to help people. Same thing yeah. here. 
in order to continue to evolve with your company to deal with the unknown and uncertainty of uh, what's going on, your outer conditions, you need to have that balance. You need to have the strengths. You need all of this. And self-care yeah. is a plus, is a must. It's not a plus, it's a must. It's not a luxury. It's a must mm. to have. <laughs> yeah. People think Absolutely. it's a luxury. I'm like, no, it's not a luxury. It's a must. We need to it, take it, care of our own self. And it's not being selfish. Yes. It's Very not good. being selfish. So mm -hmm. that's why. Mm. So I love that conversation. You know, we are at Oops. the top of the hour. I just want to continue the conversation for a few minutes, but I would like to do another episode with you because we have not spoken about the book, neither we've spoken about uh, you being a keynote speaker for somebody who's shy. So I want to keep and save this for round two of a conversation we're going to have. But cool. um, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, but I, I think I told you that at the beginning. <laughs> I really wanted to add a quick comment to what you, to, to, to what, what, what you said there. I'll, I'll do it really quickly um, because you said that looking after and you really elaborated on the importance of looking after. And, and this is not going to come as a su surprise to you, but almost all the clients I work with in this field for the last 14 years have problems with that they have problems with looking up because they are often so service-minded they are serving mm -hmm. they're all doing everything for everybody else and then they get staff and they want to do everything else for the staff and this thing of looking after themselves yeah. has become a foreign concept to them mm -hmm. and then i ask them to go and look after themselves and do and and we agree what they're going to do to do that this week and then come mm -hmm. back for the session next week and a lot of times they haven't done it no nope. and then it's like and i kind of expect that because yep. I, you know, I've been this, in this for a while. So, it, but you know, you've got to take a step by step, you know, yep. and get them to think they, they can do yep. it. And then they come back and then we can go down that path and say, so why is that? Yep. What is it that you are not willing to honor within yourself? What is it that, you know, you are not believing it within yourself because that is going to sabotage a lot of other things in your life and your business. Mm -hmm. So it's really a beautiful gateway into some incredible personal growth uh, for, 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 for people to, to start actually seeing that looking after myself is not selfish. So thank you, Emma, for pointing that out. That is just I know because brilliant. people will react and say, well, you cannot help me. No, I need to take care of myself. Oh, that's selfish. No, it's not. It's called self-care. If I don't have the time today, I'm not doing it today. Another day, maybe. Today, it's a no. It's learning to say no. Yes, because absolutely. Man, as, you, as you said, you put your, you put your mask on first in the aeroplane. Exactly. Or, or my analogy is if you want to give people chocolate, mm -hmm. you have to have chocolate. Yes. You can't give people chocolate if you don't have chocolate. Yes, exactly. No, so you can't otherwise. give other people happiness and yeah. peace if you don't have happiness and peace. You can exactly. pretend, but yes. you can't actually give it to others if you don't have it yourself. So we have to find that peace and that happiness within ourselves in order for us to be able to give it to others. Uh, yeah. I love it. That's pretty powerful. I love it. I love it. No, but this is so true. So I'm glad we touched on that topic because I think 
why I started this year actually to talk a lot about on my podcast um, of self-care because I have done it as well. Like most people have done it. You pass everybody on the front and then you're the last one on the list. By the time you reach out to yourself, then there is nothing left. <laughs> but when uh, you take care of yourself, even for 15 minutes, trying to do that every day, I said, take 15 minutes, take care of yourself and for a week every day. Then you increase the 15 to 20 minutes. And you do that every day for a week. Every and you start day. to increase it every other week. If you don't, if you want to be consistent in like, oh no, no, you miss one day. No, no, there is no missing. Take 15, put it on your calendar. Don't care. You can walk for 15 minutes outside. Take care of your own self. Then Absolutely. increase it. And that's how you do it. Yes. That's, that's how Absolutely. you do it. So I did so. Well, what I do with my clients initially when they start working with me is getting them into the uh, what I call a morning routine or mm-hmm. morning ritual where they commit, uh, 50, as you say, 15 minutes in the morning, they commit to just doing something for themselves. I start every day with half an hour just for me. My phone is not even on. Mm-hmm. Before I even turn my phone on and do anything, it's half an hour just for me nurturing me and getting my day set up mm-hmm. energetically and, and happily uh, the best that, that I can. It, it can turn to shit later in the day, but if you start in, on the right note, you're, you're more likely to get through the day yes. on a positive note. It yes. may not always happen, that's for sure, but you're more likely if you start well. And then if you can top that up throughout. So I got systems I, I use, online technology system I use for my clients that 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 gets them to tap into that uh, three or four times during the day when they're really busy, just to reconnecting mm-hmm. with how they started that day, so that it doesn't fade completely by the time we get to lunchtime. But yeah. but sort of topping it up so that by mm-hmm. the time they get to the end of the day, there's still some energy left. Exactly. Particularly if, if that's family time or, mm-hmm. or, or 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 hobby time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, I totally agree with you. I love that. And I love that you're making them doing it in the morning. I do have my routine at night. I do have my routine in the morning. I need to go back to my yoga because I left yoga because of my shoulders, but a different story for another day. But it's like doing the, making, you know, doing, making the time, just Mm -hmm. 15 minutes to start with. 15. Then don't rush it to next. If you're not comfortable with 15, until you're comfortable with 15 minutes every day, then you switch, you add 10 more minutes, five more minutes, 10 more minutes. So what I, I teach people, I learned something two years ago, actually, to how to be more present in my life. It was sitting outside on the deck, no music, no book, nothing, and just observing Mother Nature. That's amazing. That's like, Holy moly, there is an entire life right there that I need to pay any attention and you're hearing the sound of the birds communicating, everything, the frogs, very, very interesting. And I started with like five, 10 minutes and 20 minutes, half an hour. I was doing this. And I told people, I said, do this. I was a book. I said, no, no, no books, nothing. Just sit outside and just listen. Just sit, sit and be with yourself. Yes. God, it is amazing how many mm-hmm. people um, and me included back in time, that just can't be with themselves. They are not happy to just be with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, and then we go yeah. and then we yeah. go out in life and yeah. and are wondering why things are not unfolding the way, the, the way we want. Be. Because we yes. 
again, if we can't be happy within our own skin, yeah, mm -hmm. it's really hard to go out and help other people to become happier. Yes, it's. But I believe I at the bottom bottom of it, we all want to be happy. Okay? Well, Let's make it simple. Yes, I mean, exactly. that's the bottom line. And that's. And now the dogs are unhappy because they got. And then I get out. You're having a revolution now. But you know, just a quick one before we leave. Yeah, because when I was on the four wheelers, actually, when I was driving, I wasn't thinking about anything else, just enjoying the moment and having fun and looking, ob observing my surroundings and having fun. It was just nothing else than me. I had some music on, but it was just observing, smelling, looking at it. It was just being in the moment. And I think it's something we're forgetting because we're so focused on we got to do this. We got to do that. We are projecting ourselves in a future instead of staying where we're supposed to be because the future is not here. We need to we're be trying here. to get somewhere. As they yes. Tolle say, life is not a destination. It's no, a journey. Journey. I know. So learn, learn to enjoy the journeys <laughs> because the journeys are longer than the destination. Exactly. And that's something yeah. I learned it. And I finally, I had that awe moment after years of doing this. It's like, oh yeah, that's a journey. Crap, <laughs> the destination. No, it's the journey that's the most fun. So thank you so much for two days. But that's episode number one, just to let you know, guys, uh, Mikhail will be coming back. He's coming back. He's not will be, he is coming back. He has no trust. Otherwise, I'm going to be have to be stalking you <laughs> for episode number two. <laughs> I know where you are no. <laughs> in the world, yeah. <laughs> no, I had so much fun. It was beautiful, great conversation. So you will be coming uh, and we'll, we're going to work this out behind the scenes to, um, to decide when you have it evolved for us to do another episode. So hopefully next month um, in, in September, I would love to have you back to continue the conversation because... We only scratched the surface of who you are and what you have done. We only did baby portion. So that's what I want to do. But thank you so much. Do you have any other word of wisdom you would like to share before we leave? Um, oh, wisdom. Um, on that note, um, know and understand that Wisdom is something we're all born with. It lives within you and it cannot disappear. You can overshadow it by all kinds of crap and stuff and beliefs, but underneath there is an inherent wisdom within us. And some people will call it your intuition, other might call it your soul. Mm -hmm. Other might refer to as your heart. Mm -hmm. And we're all born with that. Mm -hmm. And if you truly want to be happy, then that's a place to go. Find ways of going to that place within you that already knows what's right for you. Wow. So that would be my two cents. And thank sense. you for having me here. Oh, you're you're back with us next month. You have no choice. We want to. I want to know more. The conversation did not end it today. It's just to be continued. But what an honor and pleasure to have you here today. It was just a beautiful conversation, and more to come with you um, on on the podcast here, definitely. So thank you so much for your time. Have a beautiful day.
Thank you, Emma. Thank you for having me here and you too. Podcast.